is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to hear from Mike Conley coming up here momentarily. His press conference uh, is expected to begin, begin any second now. I think he's happy to be back. I would guess so. Uh, yeah, I mean, he decided to come back. We want to say big thanks to the title sponsor of the Big Show. That's Big O. Right now through September 6th, save $150 on Big O brand tires during the Big O Tires anniversary sale. Big O Tires the team you trust. I think the Jazz gave him a, a very friendly deal. I think they made him a priority. I mean, I, I would think he's got a lot to be enthusiastic about. You've pointed this out in the past, Jake. The key was that third year. I think so, yeah. I, I mean, that really nailed it down for, for him. And uh, now he doesn't have to learn a new team, and he can just continue the momentum that the Jazz had. And the Jazz needed him. And it probably felt good for him to be needed the way the Jazz made him seem. And it was it was no mirage. It's true they needed to get him back, and so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what Mike has to say. But uh, he's probably as encouraged as some of the other folks have been that we've talked with. Let's go to the press yeah. conference beginning now. Hey, Mike, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Good, thank you. Uh, just wondering if you could tell us, just kind of, uh, it seems like you seems like the negotiations between you and the team uh, were agreed to. Pretty quickly, can you kind of just tell us how the pre-agency process went for you, and what ultimately was most appealing about uh, coming back to this jazz organization? Well, yeah, um, you know, going into free agency, uh, obviously it was um, something I wanted to kind of just weigh the market and see what um, see what the market would, you know, demand in that in that sense, and um, seeing that it, as we got closer and closer to the day. Uh, a free agency, you know, the, you, you kind of catch whispers of uh, rumors and, you know, things like that. And there wasn't really much, you know, going on, but I knew how the jazz felt. I knew, you know, all the intentions of uh, what Ryan and Justin, and, you know, the whole uh, front office and, 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 you know, how badly they, they wanted to keep this, this team together. And, 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 you know, it was a comfort, it's a comfort zone here, you know, somewhere I, I feel really comfortable. I feel like I can continue to grow, uh, continue to help this team uh, in any way, shape, or, or form to get to the next level and, uh, you know, essentially run it back, essentially, you know, have the same team and add some pieces like we did in free agency and, um, and see what we can do. Next up, Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Mike, just how excited are you that Rudy Gay is coming along? And then how much did you play in his decision? Yeah, um, you know, once I kind of signed signed my deal or agreed uh, after, you know, the free agency started, uh, Justin and everybody's calling me, telling me to call Rudy and and see where he's at, like you see what, see where his mind's at. And, you know, I became like the a recruiter in a sense. And, um, and, you know, Rudy was open to it. Rudy was, uh, you know, asked a lot of questions, just, you know, trying to get a feel of, 
you know, how he'd be used, the system, you know, Utah as a whole and our team. And, um, and you know, obviously he made, made the decision to come, come play with us and I couldn't be more excited. You know, he's a, a good friend of mine. Um, our families are close. It's just a really good situation and I think he can really help us. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Mike, is, is that role, the recruiter, something that you're comfortable with, something that you've done before? Um, I've, I've done it a little bit, but kind of not at this capacity. I was like, you know, putting babies down for bed and having to drop them and go, and go take a call because I'm trying to, you know, make sure we, we lock up a, a, you know, a guy like Rudy or, or whoever it may be. So, um, I was really locked in on that and it was fun. It was cool to be, you know, included on that, um, in that whole process. So, uh, it definitely, uh, something that I can see myself doing. Tony Jones, the athletic. Mike, in the overall scheme of things, um, you know, given where you where you guys want to be, how important is this year coming up for you guys? I think it's very important. I think it goes to, you know, say that, you know, we've made improvements each year. I think we've gotten better each year. Um, last year was, you know, a disappointing end to it, but it, all the strides we've made along the way allow us to come into this season um, still chasing that, you know, that, that, you know, that championship, that, that ultimate goal and, and something that is truly attainable, something that we can, we can, we can grasp. We're right there. We're knocking on the door. And um, I think with all, you know, guys we got coming back, guys we added um, and free agency is, is, you know, the team is built for it. And uh, sometimes you just have to go through, you know, the ups and downs. You got to go through a little bit of adversity and, you know, it might be in the, in the tone of one or two years and it seems like a long time, but, um, sometimes that's what it takes and, and hopefully it, it, it builds character, it builds a championship team, a championship atmosphere that we can uh, go into this, this next season. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Curious, Mike, in, in a previous interview, you said that kind of you and Rudy Gay share that kind of grit and grind mentality from your five and a half years together in Memphis. And I'm curious kind of what you think that can add to the culture of the jazz and kind of, uh, you know, or kind of how that interacts with the culture that the jazz have already set. Well, yeah, I, th I think, you know, having even more guys who have been through, you know, what, what Rudy and I have been through as far as uh, the teams we've been on and how we've played and our mentalities is, is just adds to what we're doing here. You know, obviously the jazz have been a team that's been defensive minded and tough and, um, and, and we're just, you know, you add another guy who, who brings another form of grit, another form of um, having been through the fire, have, have been through ups and downs. I've seen a lot, um, a lot of leadership coming from him. So it, he'll just, you know, make the locker room that much better. And uh, I think a lot of guys job a lot easier having another guy, another face, another voice um, who can, who can, you know, be so positive for our team. Now Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Hey, Mike, so um, you had a pretty epic announcement video. Um, I think hands down, I said that you should get another Oscar for that. Um, so I want to know as a creator, what was the creation process behind that? And whose idea was to use a Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, so um, I hate to do this, but Donovan Mitchell actually sent me a, 
a small clip of Wolf of Wall Street like three or four days prior to that. And I saw it and I said, you know what? I'm going to flip this. I'm going to figure out how to use this. And I'm going to use it when I announce I'm coming back to the Utah Jazz. And from that point, I hit up Ryan Smith and, you know, everybody else like, yo, you know, when it's time, uh, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to do it. And um, we had some help um, from my social media team, a couple of buddies and the Ryan knows and Omar and work with Beast by Dre. He helped us a little bit, but uh, actually a lot. Uh, he did a lot of it, but it, I mean, it was a, a team effort and uh, it ended up being really cool. So I'm, I was excited about it. Jeff Rainier, Fox 13. Yeah, Mike, I'm just wondering, you talked about being a recruiter, uh, you being a free agent, unrestricted free agent for the first time in your career coming off a great season. I was curious about you, how many people recruited you to come to their team? Yeah, uh, as it got closer to, you know, the, the week of uh, free agency, I started getting texts, texts and calls from several players um, just trying to, you know, kind of gauge the temperature or where I was at, what my mind was on, and if I was willing to leave or if I'm, you know, just gone and looking to move on somewhere else. So um, got a handful of calls from different different players, and, uh, you know, obviously I told them I didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, but in my mind, I kind of, I was already kind of leaning towards Utah and um, it was just a better situation for the family and I. So it was a, it was a cool little process. Jim Conlon, RCB radio out of Ireland. Uh, hi, Mike. Uh, Mike, you mentioned about the Utah Jazz getting stronger this off season as well in terms of recruitments. Uh, how important is that coming back to a team knowing that they're adding to what wasn't a successful uh, season last year, given that Lakers have torn up the books, uh, adding uh, Westbrook, given that Drummond's gone to Philly, Lowry gone to Miami, all the big contenders have made massive moves this off season. So how important is it for the Jazz to keep striving forwards and getting stronger well, I think it's very important I think it says a lot um, about what Ryan Justin uh, whole management our staff as a whole um, the mindset is to, to to chase this championship now uh, to try to win now and and in order to do that you have to be willing to make moves you have to be willing to continue to be fluid and adjust um, even as the season goes on um, you got, kind of have to do whatever it takes to give yourself the best opportunity to win. And seeing as other teams are doing the same thing, um, and I know that our team has been, you know, up on the cap and stuff like that and over the cap, and uh, for us to still be making moves and still trying to make improvements and in every area and facet, um, whether that's on or off the court, it's important that, you know, that, that they're showing that, that their willingness to, to win. Follow up from Sarah Todd. Mike, you said you were getting texts from players from other teams, but uh, I mean, you mentioned Donovan sending the Wolf of Wall Street clip. I mean, were you hearing from guys from the Utah Jazz like, hey, man, make up your mind or telling you that they wanted you to stick around? Uh, yeah, yeah, quite often. Um, you know, Joe Ingles was hit me up from Tokyo and um, he was almost threatening me. I was a little worried for my life there, but uh, obviously Royce and Don and, you know, JC, everybody, we've all kind of kept in contact anyway. We're in a group chat as it is. So we talk uh, quite often, but 
you know, they, they let me kind of go through the process, but at the same time, when it got, when push came to shove, they were, you know, sitting there like, all right, you know, are right, you coming back or what? Like we need to, we need to get this thing going. So um, they definitely were, were in my corner and um, pulling me back to Utah. Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Mike, how's your hamstring since the season ended and, and kind of what's your plan for the summer with it? Yeah, the hammy's been good. It's been really good. I've been training real hard and um, been going through a really good program to try to, you know, hopefully knock out these issues that have been creeping up in the last few years. And, um, and you know, as far as, uh, I guess, what I've been doing is just, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of strength, a lot of, uh, a lot of yoga, a lot of stretching, a lot of things I've kind of taken a, a liking to. Uh, that I haven't really done or um, added to my regiment, but um, it's been good and I'm excited about the year. I really am. I think it's going to be a, a good, healthy one and it's going to continue to to do do my part and make sure I do everything under the sun to, to you know, have my body in position to be at its peak. Next up, follow up from Andy Larson. Just Mike, in general, what have you been doing this off season, I guess, besides that and uh, you know, how much have you been able to stay in Salt Lake or been in Salt Lake and, and kind of when do you, what's your kind of timeline on, on that, I guess? Yeah, um, I've been, been in Columbus, Ohio, most of the summer, uh, a lot of family time, been around the kids and haven't really traveled much. Um, up until this week, I, I went to Salt Lake for a few days and now I'm in Vegas. So, um, about to watch a little bit of the summer league and work out with some of the guys. So, uh, you know, it's been pretty mild, not much going on and, just been training and hanging out and enjoying the time, uh, you know, while we have it. All right. Last question is going to be a follow-up from Eric Walden. Mike, obviously there, there's the uh, ties there between you and Rudy, but what do you know about the other new guys who the team has added this year and, you know, guys like Hassan and uh, Eric? Yeah. Um, I, I know Eric just through Donovan, basically, you know, he's uh, obviously they're really close and, We've crossed paths many times and um, we got to play against him and, and know what kind of player and what he brings and his uh, versatility as a player and ability to guard and just his physical nature is going to be important for our team. And um, Hassan actually, you know, played on our uh, training camp and preseason uh, with, the, with the Grizzlies early on in his career when he was maybe a, probably a rookie. So uh, got to meet him a long time ago. Uh, so I know him pretty well and, uh, just seeing him now as a, you know, 30, 31 year old, uh, you know, grown up, you know, I just know what he's, he's capable of doing and his, his, you know, his ceiling is really still really high. Um, we're going to try to get as much out of him as, as we can and, and make him into the best player that he can be for this team. And um, he can definitely uh, be a game changer for our team. There you go. Mike Conley coming back to the Jazz, a three-year deal, Gordon, and uh, covered a, a bunch of ground right there. Where do you want to start? Well, it sounds like he was, uh, he was trying to be coaxed to go elsewhere, and his teammates with the Jazz uh, did a good job of either threatening him, <laughs> like Joe Ingles from Tokyo, or encouraging him to, to stick around. And, uh, but ultimately, Mike Conley made the decision for what he thought was best for him and his family. And a three-year deal for $24.5 every year, why not? So, 
I, I love that stuff. I do. <clears throat> you know, the, the teammate communication and all that lovey-dovey stuff is great. <laughs> but You're not buying it? No, no, no. I, I'm Actually, I'm, I'm totally buying that last part that you just talked about, that, that this was the best decision for him and his family. I, I 100% believe that. I mean, He said he's familiar with it. Yeah, where, at where, this point in time, why, why disrupt that? Where is he going to have a better career experience for the money? Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, we oh, like the storyline, for example, we could all understand if you said, oh, I want to go back to Memphis. Well, you're not going to have the basketball component in Memphis right now. They're a building franchise. and, and Although that, I but, think they have a chance to be good, and but uh, his position is kind of right. taken. And for the money, who else could have grabbed him? I mean, you know, Dallas was out there and had some interest. I mean, maybe a sign-and-trade type possibility. But there aren't that many better basketball situations for Mike Conley I agree. than right here. And if he's comfortable here, mm-hmm. his family's comfortable here, all the better. If he likes his teammates, like, all, all that is, is really great. But I certainly can see where he drew the conclusion that this was the best place for him because I think they they were going to pay him the most. And I think it was going to be his best opportunity to win. And he's he doesn't have to go with the grass is always greener. He, he knows what's here. Exactly. And if he goes somewhere else, then he might have to go through what he went through with the Jazz season before last. And he probably did not want to do that. And the Jazz made it clear they really wanted him and they were willing to pay him and keep him in those three-year deal, a three-year deal like you were talking yeah. about. So, yeah. What, so there, I guess there are If no, he hadn't taken it, Jake, you would have wondered, like, yes. what the hell's wrong? Yes. Great point, Gordon. I, I absolutely, I think you would have, too. You'd say, well, wow, yeah. it seems like a pretty good opportunity. Didn't we kind of scratch our heads that way when Gordon Hayward left? At least I did. Yeah. Like, so wow. He this, wanted to go finish uh, the business with his college. Company. Which always struck me as garbage. <laughs> but, you know, whatever the reason, I, I kind of think there's, there's more bitterness than there is. I don't think that's the reason he left. He wanted but, he wanted to stay. I think that was clear, and the Jazz certainly felt that they wanted him to stay, and so it was mutual. And it sounds to me like this was pretty much in the works all along. I mean, he said he wanted to check out the his value in the free market and all that, and yeah, but I, I think he was leaning this way the whole time. Well, he also has been around the block a time or two and stayed with a franchise when he didn't have to, and. <clears throat> I don't know. He, uh, Mike always struck me as as certainly a very smart person on top of a, 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 and, a and a good person. And I don't know anything, but he, he's always struck me as intelligent. And this certainly seems like the best spot to be for a variety of reasons, not something emotional, wanting like wanting to play for your former coach or some balderdash right. like that. Right. I mean, th- there's very concrete things here that make a lot of sense for him to want to come back. Start with money. And then move right on to the team. That's pretty dang good. The years, and he made um, the All Star team with yeah. the, and the years. Yes, thank you, Gordon. Absolutely. So yeah, so he it was a win win, and those are the deals you like to see come together. Yeah. Boy, he hit the nail on the head. Is and, and I hope he's he's right as far as staying healthy. He said his health was good. It's nice to know that his health is good in the middle of the off season. But he, he said he's anticipating having a healthy year, and that sure would go a long way to helping the Jazz achieve their goals. But for me, Jake, okay, so Mike Conley's coming back. The Jazz needed to have him come back. He wanted to come back. Everybody's happy. Uh, everybody feels good about it. But really, for me, the star of that press conference was the dude from Ireland. Why? 
because I could listen to that guy ask a question. I, even if he asked about San Bernardino, it, I would enjoy listening to it. I didn't think his his question was particularly good. Well, maybe not, but I was just listening to the intonation and the uh, the accent. So the accent is, is really drawing That didn't do in, anything huh? for you not at all? Not really, no. Uh, and, and why is he all of a sudden so interested? In uh, hi, Mike. Uh, Mike, you mentioned about the Utah Jazz getting stronger this offseason as well in terms of recruitments. Uh, how important is that coming back to a team knowing that they're adding to what wasn't a successful uh, season last year? You know, if I didn't know better, I would have thought that he was doing that. He was. <laughs> that sounded almost like an impersonation. No, you know they've had international. <laughs> like he's faking it. You know they've had international reporters on like every press conference I for know the last that. year, right? I know that. I know, but that Maxime Lagorgeous is really just some guy in Pocatello no. with a great French accent. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, that wait, guy me, can ask me that a question. One more time. Listen, listen to how how strong. He sounds Irish. Yeah, he sounds Irish. Well, well really Irish. He is Irish. Uh, hi, Mike. Uh, Mike, you mentioned about the Utah Jazz. Faker. Uh, hey, man. I, I can't impersonate don't. that. Uh, don't. Imper- <laughs> don't. Nope. I love it. I uh, could have listened to that guy for longer. No, I like it. I like it, but I mean, it sounded like it was sort of an over-the-top accent. But that's maybe... It's the guy's accent. He's from <laughs> Ireland. What do you mean over the top? If you did an international interview, do you think the host would be like, man, he sounded over the top uh, from the United States of America? <laughs> I, I liked it. I was glad he made it. When I heard him ask the question, I thought, oh, that's cool. Uh, hi, Mike. <laughs> You're the guy that said Joe Ingles was faking his accent, too. <laughs> you did. Maybe these people I mean, just have accents. Yeah, but that because whole because that's where they're from. Yeah, but the whole honey, Mike. I mean, I can't. I mean, that was that sounded like you would think an Irish accent would sound. <laughs> you from the guy from Ireland? It was. It was. You know who does a really good French accent? <laughs> a French person. A French person. Austin, like it really good, sounds French. You're, you're good at impersonation. Play that first, those first five no. words again, and then I want to hear you do it. See if you can replicate it. No, I'm not going to participate in this. This all makes me. This is all on you. Yeah. Well, this, I like it. This it's all a compliment. Makes me I think you should sound like where you're from, and if you do, great. If you don't, fine. Right. And it's not over the top. You know what he sounds? He sounds over the top Irish. He's Irish. He's, he's Irish. It's, there's no over the top. He was it's just Irish. He's more Irish than the Blarney Stone. <laughs> now, see, that's, uh, that sounds like an Irish. But when, when I first heard him, I thought, wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. Except for everybody in Ireland Ireland thinks he sounds normal. <laughs> and no offense to our friend Austin, but, you know, it's kind of like that Bridget Jones thing when What's-Her-Name was trying to come up with, <laughs> an, yeah, with an English accent. Everybody from England was like, Wow. <laughs> That ain't it. Who's the worst uh, impersonation? Who's the worst accent by an actor from uh, by an actor who's not from the country? Isn't the famous pretending? Isn't the famous answer, of course, Kevin Costner and Robin Hood when he kind of faded in and out (laughs) of an English accent? That or Mel Gibson in Pocahontas? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Where where one some scenes it's just some good words old, good yeah. old fashioned American, and in other scenes it's uh, a little different. What's the guy's name? The reporter, yeah. Jim Conlon. No, the guy who just uh, that was the reporter who just asked the question, <laughs> Jim. Uh, uh, Jim, you impressed me, man. I liked it. I wasn't expecting. I mean, wh- when when did the reporters from Ireland get so interested in the Utah Jazz? Is that a thing? Is well, Mike is a big golfer. Well, again, there's been international reporters from all over on these press conferences. I like it. That's my point. I said it's well, over the top, but no, I like no, it. He's not, but he's not here to entertain you with his <laughs> his accent. He's asking a, a question to an NBA basketball player. <laughs> all right, let's get out of the zone phone. Gabe is joining us now from Syringa Networks. Gabe, if you met somebody from Ireland, would you expect them to have an accent? Uh, yeah, would I, I would expect them to sound Irish. Yeah, I would too. Would you well, accuse sure them? Would you accuse them of faking it? Um, it depends. You know, if, if they come in and out of it, then absolutely. All right. Okay. Well, he yeah. didn't. He, he, did, he did not. But but like, I get you there, like Robin Hood and or uh, Kevin Costner and Robin Hood, like okay. going in and out of it. Yeah, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, you know what yeah, does right. make sense is uh, talking to our good friends from Syringa Networks and Gabe. Let's talk about how you're changing things for uh, businesses out there and making it a lot easier uh, and a lot easier to manage. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's really what we do here in terms of uh, helping out uh, business customers in the the Utah area with their telecommunications and IT uh, needs uh, with the changing environments and uh, people working from home and the big security threats going on. Uh, this is something that Syringa Networks that really specializes in, and we've had a lot of success in helping uh, companies out there better secure their network and improve their connectivity. So this is just a curiosity question, Gabe, but I know, I know you get a lot of businesses out there that call you and, and switch for, you know, good reasons. What's what's kind of the number one thing you guys run into that uh, the number one problem you solve for businesses out there? Um, the number one problem we solve is probably going to be uh, connectivity issues, uh, being able to have enough bandwidth uh, between locations to be able to support the applications that they're trying to run. Yeah, because I got to imagine, uh, you know, with as as many companies that are going from home and all these sorts of things, it, it requires a tremendous amount of support. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's that's one. And a lot, and a lot of folks initially underestimated just how much support it was going to require for them to move employees um, uh, into their homes and be able to keep them as productive as possible. So that's uh, one of the things that we've been able to help a lot of our customers out with. All right, here is uh, the way to get the ball rolling. You can go to syringanetworks.net. That's S-Y-R-I-N-G-A, syringanetworks.net, or call 385-420-7881. That's 385-420-7881. Gabe, thank you so much. Hey, thank you, guys. More Big Show coming up next. We're going to let you hear from Kyle Winningham uh, from uh, Utah Camp. Straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Time to chat with Max Tooley. Give us a story or two about your mission. Something that was unique about my mission was I was assigned to speak Mandarin on my mission. Wow. So, yeah, it was quite the, you know, the tall order. Got to serve in different areas where, uh, you know, where specific, you know, Chinese students would be. I loved my mission. That Mandarin's going to serve you well down the line for sure. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. We appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, uh, Max, why me? Oh, why me? Yeah. 
All right, man. See you later. I know a little Mandarin. Look at you. You okay. just Googled that. No, I did not. I know Waini means I love you. Because... You just told Max Tooley I love you? Yeah, well, yeah, now that I think about it, I did. That's a little awkward. He said it back, though. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Presented by Big O Tires with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. I want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. Your pets are angels, but urine so carpet is a nightmare for your house. Zero Res has a specialized method to remove stains. It leaves your carpet clean and smelling fresh. Schedule your appointment with Zero Res Carpet Cleaning today. That's Zero Res, SaltLake.com. Up north, Zero Res, DavisWeber.com. We're going to play Coach Witt in one sec, but... Can I get your opinion on the on the distance runner? We can debate it later, but okay. but we did tease it for for this segment real quick here because I said this is the Olympics. It was during the uh, the marathon. There was a French runner running by one of the tables with all the water on it, and I, I showed you the video, Gordon. the The French runner reaches his hand out, knocks over all of the water bottles going all along the table. The whole line. The whole line of them takes the last one. And uh, then uh, drinks it himself, while every runner behind him is like, "Hey, what?" Would have to stop and look around and pick him up in order to get a drink of water. Savvy move or bush league? Absolutely, one hundred percent bush league. Kind of savvy though. He's giving himself the competitive edge. Is that against the oh, rules? Are you Al Davis over I, there? I don't know. Is it against the rules? I mean, why do they just put the, the water out there like well, that? Well, because nobody thinks anybody's going to pull such a stunt. All right, Austin, we can debate it later. But your thoughts on this real quick, Bush League or Savvy Move? Oh, savvy. Savvy. All there, right. I mean, I, if I were a coach, that's what I'm teaching. Getting the competitive edge <laughs> right there. Yep. Yeah, they're going to be Especially real. teach those young kids that so they grow into that kind of runner. You want, you want to teach winners or losers, Gordon? I don't know. The rest of those runners are going to be real thirsty on the next <laughs> leg. <laughs> Unbelievable. You showed me the video, like, I said, like you said. It's just it is so bad. Like, there's no way that that guy could say that that was not blatant, right? You couldn't do it after the after the race and go, "Oh, it was a total accident." They kept I mean, slipping. I, yeah. could, I tried to grab one. Especially that since him. he picked up the last one. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best use, uh, uh, cheating use of a, a cup of water since Jason Kidd spilled his water to get that extra time out when he yeah. was coaching. Exactly. The Bucks, you know what? That's a great point. This was. This was worse though because this was <laughs> this was detrimental to every other competitor. It's really bad. Just bum, 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 all down the road. Grab the last one. See you, suckers. <laughs> you can lick your water off the asphalt. <laughs> Don't uh, like it. Don't like it. All right, let's check in with uh, Coach Witt. Here's what he had to say uh, after uh, camp practice today. How's uh, Brant Keithy like since he came back? Is he back to where he was Brant before? Keith, you know, yeah, yeah, he's making plays, and the tight end group is is really uh, productive for us. Between Brant, Dalton Kincaid, Cole Fotheringham's doing a great job, and Thomas Yasmin really made a move. He's uh, really showing up. He's the light switch has gone on for Thomas. Kyle, you've talked about having to be better at throwing the ball. Inevitably, there will be some turnovers, and there's always a cutaway on TV of you grinding your teeth after a turnover. And I'm just wondering how much of that. You 
you can tolerate, you know, kind of risk versus reward? Well, we still got to take care of the football, and, and uh, we still got to win the turnover battle each game. That's not going to change. But, uh, you know, when you do throw the ball, the ball's in nobody's hands, and it's up for grabs. It's not like when you're running it and you got it secured. There should never be an issue with that, although there's going to be at, at times, realistically. But but uh, to say just because we're going to, you know, emphasize throwing the ball more, we're going to be uh, able to tolerate a bunch more turn- turnovers? No, that's not the case. we got to take care of them, make good decisions. But, but uh, you know, it's all about efficiency in the throw game. And, and I look for us to be, if we can be 150 plus, there's a, there's an equation and a formula that the NC2A uses for uh, pass efficiency. And if we can hit that 150 plus mark, then, then we're in good shape. That takes into account everything, picks, touchdown passes, yards per attempt, completion percentage, the whole, uh, you know, the whole gamut of, of statistics. How is Octavian uh, Thomas coming along here in five days? Very good. Very good. He's still a little out of shape. He was 240 the last time we talked. He's about 231 right now, 230-ish. And so he's uh, getting where he needs to be. He's still five pounds away or so, but, but his stamina is increasing. His knowledge of the scheme is, is increasing. He's taken, you know, t- in his own, in his downtime, he's uh, taking time to watch film and study the playbook. So he's coming along just fine. What was it about the running back room that made it compelled you to take a closer look at him in May? Just trying to get the best football players we can in here that fit the system and fit what we're doing and fit who we are. And uh, he was, I don't know if you've seen his JC tape, but it's really good. And uh, he just adds to an already uh, really talented room. So you can never have too many good players at any position. How much can Rising's knowledge with Andy Ludwig help him in this quarterback race? Well, it should help him a bunch, but Charlie Brewer has really, ever since he set foot on campus, has been studying nonstop. And so I would assume that that gap is closed. It appears to be closed and, and almost even as far as command of the offense. What's running backs, what's T, what does TJ Pledger bring to this room? He brings uh, toughness, quickness. Uh, he's a competitive kid, and uh, he goes every. He's got a great motor. He goes hard every snap. And the four guys that are vying for for carries are TJ and uh, Tavion, like we talked about, Makai Bernard and Chris Curry. Those are the guys getting all the reps. Do they all provide big play possibilities? You always talk about explosive plays. Can you get them out of any of them or just some guys? Some are more explosive than others, but uh, each one of them is capable of of uh, explosive plays. I would say probably TJ and Makai are the, the guys right now that are that are showing the most explosiveness, but Chris Curry's more of a hammer inside, and, and Tavion's still trying to, like I said, get himself where he needs to be physically, and, and he has big play capability, I believe. You look at the JC tape, he certainly did, so that's what we expect out of him. What are you doing differently in week two? Do you up the intensity, up the tempo, installing new stuff? Or uh, the install is, is on schedule. We have a master sheet that we follow that is put together you know, months ago that what we want to accomplish in fall camp, what we want to have in, and we're probably uh, 60% through the way through that, and that's just a ballpark guess. Um, but, uh, you know, as we, uh, the majority of the practices from now on are going to be in pads. The first three were in no, no pads, which, which you can get some stuff done, but it's not, uh, you know, you're not able to do everything you want to do. But, but for five practices down, with 20 to go before we got to line up and play, we feel pretty good about where we are right now. You have running backs, obviously, with that competition. Could you rank what you consider most important? And what I mean by that is, you know, they've got to know pass protection. They've got to maybe receive out of the backfield, hold on to the ball, break tackles, all that stuff. What do you view as most important? Well, it's all important, but if you had to rank it, taking care of the football is number one. Uh, being able to run the football, all great backs have the same thing in common. When there's nothing there, 
they make three yards, and that's what you look for. You got to have a guy that, whenever nothing's blocked up, and you got to you got to make something out of nothing, and uh, that that's critical that they uh, they're able to do that. Pass pro and catching the ball out of the backfield, you know, those are obviously important as well. Pass pro is probably uh, ranked ahead of catching the ball out of the backfield. Catching the ball out of the backfield is a bonus if you can do it, and you, you can do it well at a high level. That just opens up uh, more possibilities for your offensive coordinator. What do you want from Jalen Dixon this year? Speed up the field. Up the field. Yeah. Speed up the field, consistency, uh, and not only speed up the field, but he's he's a good receiver overall. He just doesn't run nine routes exclusively. Uh, he's really good on the crossing routes, and uh, you know he's been in the program a long time now. He knows what the expectations are, and so far through camp, knock on wood, he's been very good, very good. Was there more of a, a reacclimation process for Jalen just because he didn't really play last year, hasn't been hit as much as other guys? Was that you know kind of difficult to get him back on board? Not really. He's uh, like I said, he's a proven commodity in our program. He's uh, he's taking a lot of reps for us, and so he's he's shaking the rust off, and he's back to where he was uh, before he had his departure. This fly is biting my legs. Let me go. <laughs> me too. I okay. Are we done? <laughs> okay. I got one. You okay. talked about the depth at the offensive line. If you had to line up tomorrow, do you know which five would be playing for you? Nope. Not right now because we've got a top eight or nine that have really come to the forefront, and those eight or nine are not sorted out yet. You should know that. I'm going to tell you about next Monday. There's Coach Witt. Apparently, renegade fly. Is that, that what I was getting there? We didn't. You've been, you've been trying to kill this fly floating around our <laughs> studio. I, I sympathize with Coach, as we've had a fly in here, Gordon. I haven't been able to get it. But anywho, what uh, what else stood out to you? Uh, this fly is biting my legs. Let me. Just that. Um, he said that uh, Charlie Brewer is pretty much caught up with Cam Rising as far as understanding the offense. That was notable to me because, well, one's been around a lot longer than the other. And he, he said he's closed the gap. So advantage uh, Charlie Brewer there. That was the one advantage that Cam Rising had. Well, I think it's going to come down to which quarterback can stand back there and sling it. And maybe Charlie Brewer is far ahead of Cam because he's had more experience. I don't know. I wish we had more of a sample size with with Rising last year. I really do. Yeah, it didn't last long, did it? No, it it did not, which is totally unfair to him. And then the youths kind of recruit over the top of him again, and it leaves you wondering, well, do they really believe in Cam Rising? At least that's the message that it sends to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I would guess that Charlie Brewer does have uh, maybe a leg up because, well, they probably want him to. (laughs) You're You're always thinking that someone's got an angle. I just think everyone Charlie, does have an angle. Well, I just think Charlie Brewer was an experienced quarterback who came into a situation where he now has absorbed the playbook to be on an even keel, on a level standing with the guy who's been here, who doesn't have all that experience, but he has been here. But now that's a non-factor. Advantage Charlie Brewer. It, sure, I'm not going to disagree with you. Unless Witt is trying to throw everybody off the scent. Which he could be, I guess. It so. sure sounded to me like he he was emphatic about that. The Not Sports Report is next. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON. On your home of the the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys. The Big Show here for our friends at Trajan Wealth. That's T-R-A-J-A-N Wealth. Trajan Wealth. They have an office right here in Utah. In fact, uh, down in Draper. Full services, privately owned firm with an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. And Gordon, you and I are particularly excited about talking about the good folks at uh, Trajan because um, it's it's really smart to get yourself together financially and make plans uh, no matter what stage in life you are. I'm uh, You just turned 40. I'm here in middle age as I'm trying to uh, get myself into a position to go into the future. And of course, uh, something that you've thought about for a long, long time, given your position here in life. Look, I, I, you're right. I'm at a different place than you are. And I am so thankful that I have thought in advance of of this period of time in my life. And if you can get ahead in this regard, and I'm not, you don't have to be a lover of money, but money is very useful for those uh, who reach a certain stage in life. And Jake, you know, why wouldn't you call uh, uh, the folks at Trajan to try and uh, to piece it together so that you can prepare for your future? You don't want to get to a point where you're you look around and you 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 are you don't have the resources necessary to exist. I mean, this is what this is particularly important for people your age and younger and younger for sure, Gordon. And I don't know about you, but I took a business class at the collegiate level, and I still thought I came out unprepared to to deal with some of these challenges. And that's the great part about what Trajan does is the first of all, they're a fiduciary investment management. They do wills, trusts, estate planning, life insurance, annuities. Uh, you can convert uh, Roth rollover opportunities if you're into mutual funds. There may be a better way. Uh, and the good folks at Trajan wealth can uh, do all of that for you and more right there in one place. I can't tell you folks how important it is to plan and to put something together so that you can have some degree of security moving forward. It, 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 and sometimes younger people think, oh, it's a long way off. It's not. No, if you do it now, you take care of yourself, you take care of your future, you take care of the future, not, not just you, but your loved ones. All right, Trajan Wealth, that's T-R-A-J-A-N Wealth. I mentioned they have an office right here in Draper, 13907 South Minuteman Drive. They provide you with convenient face-to-face opportunities for appointments. So get on it, get your planning for the future, no matter what stage in life you're in. Uh, The good folks at Trajan Wealth are here to help. Paid endorsement uh, advisory services through Trajan Wealth LLC and SEC Register investment advisor is state planning through Trajan Estate. It's the good folks at Trajan Wealth.
It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out, lhmusedcars.com. But before we do that, time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. Correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Announced by DJ and PK this morning at 8.50, and you'll win a zone prize pack. It's the Chevy Strong Play of the Game, brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers, only here on the Zone Sports Network. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going, Jake, to Big Cabin, Oklahoma. Okay. So this is what happened in Big Cabin. Apparently, a semi-truck pulled over at a truck stop, travel stop, there at like 5 o'clock in the morning. And something happened. Something. The truck exploded. Was anybody hurt? The entire truck blew up. And uh, this was near uh, I-44 at the big cabin exit. And, you know, so this huge, huge explosion and a big you know, smoke cloud formed and the fire truck rolls up and they are being pelted by what was inside the truck. What would you guess was inside that truck? Popcorn? (laughs) Popcorn popping? Yeah. No, let me ask it to you this way. What's your favorite deodorant? I don't know, whatever. Comes home from the store? What comes home? I don't know. Degree, I think. <laughs> degree. Okay. Well, this is about, you know, 5,000 degrees. But uh, no, it was cans of aerosol deodorant. Oh, the aerosol. I'll exploded. never do the aerosol. Yep. And apparently the truck had been having some brake problems. And I don't know whether it overheated or what exactly took place. But when the fire, when the fire, uh, firefighters roll up on this truck, the guy, the uh, the big cabin fire chief, said uh, that uh, quote: "When it looks like Roman candles going off and you're walking through everything, it looks like a war zone." He said they were being pelted by fired off cans of deodorant. Now I know that like Old Spice has a brand of deodorant called Volcano. <laughs> I mean, is that your brand? No. Uh, but but I, I'm just trying to think of what was so explosive. I guess the aerosol could yeah, do that. Yeah, I guess the aerosol, huh? Didn't you ever throw cans into the campfire when you were growing up? <laughs> I, I have I a funny thought not to. I have a do funny. You do, do you do roll on or do you do aerosol? Oh, I, I do. I do roll on. In fact, interestingly enough, it's not. I just switched from Old Spice, uh, Red Zone. I did that for like 20 something years. Now I'm on Dove Game Changer. Oh, yeah? yeah. You smell better? Yeah, and I sweat less. It's great. Really? Yeah. Jake, you had a boxing oh, story, didn't you? No, no, no. You? I just, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, Boy Scouts, you'd throw cans in the fire and they'd explode. And somebody threw a aerosol bug spray can <laughs> sure. in the fire, and I'm, which is really dangerous, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, no kidding, a scout master or whatever dropped what he was doing from across the camp, ran. It was like it was in slow motion, dove headfirst into the fire, throwing the aerosol can out and rolling around only to stand up and start absolutely yelling at everybody who was standing around. It was pretty amazing. I felt like the dude risk, risked his was life. Was John Cena your scoutmaster? No, I didn't even know the guy. He was like from a different different troop or whatever. <laughs> oh. 
That's dove, unbelievable. Dove into the fire. Not kidding. <laughs> dove into it. It was like don't, something out of a movie. Don't throw cans into fire. Exactly. If it's a can of corn, it doesn't matter. I have a if it's like an aerosol can, it matters. <laughs> if you throw a can of corn in there, you might have popcorn. Zinger. Baha. So, an, up, an update to the story. It was 27,000 pounds of women's deodorant. What does that matter? So, what what kind of deodorant? What's a Secrets out. Yeah. It's flammable. How about that? Is it secret? Is that, that, is that the leading brand? I don't know. That is a brand. Well, she was smoking. <laughs> Hode Rubino is going to join us coming up next. Uh, we're going to talk a little uh, Arizona State football with our friend Hode. There's a picture. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Syringa Networks, he's our good friend Gabe. What's going on, Gabe? Hey, you just got to say, definitely a volcano man for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You know what that is. I love. I always love our lead-ins with you, Gabe. When you come in after the not sports report, you know it's always a some somewhat of an awkward transition. Uh, Gabe, what's your favorite kind of uh, women's deodorant? I don't. You know, I don't know. Oh, women's deodorant? Yeah, I don't know. Me neither. Yeah, I'm stumped there. That's a tough there. one. <laughs> that is a tough one, Gabe. <laughs> Let's talk about something that's not so tough for business owners out there who uh, might want to do it better. Yeah, that's for sure. That's where Syringa Networks really comes in 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 regards to telecommunication services, managed IT and security services. Uh, We're definitely here to help the the business community here to make sure that they have the connectivity that they need, whether it be Internet access, telephone service, uh, whether they're looking to uh, secure their data or uh, planning migrations to move people, um, employees to to their homes. We're, We're here to help. That's got to be so nice. And you mentioned security. That has got to be a big topic for folks these days. It's a huge topic. It's really on, on, on everyone's minds as to how they can go about uh, doing, doing this better. Um, and so the, we have a team of experts here that uh, have had all kinds of different looks at different entities and environments. And uh, they certainly know what best practices are out there. And they can help uh, businesses formulate a plan to uh, secure their data. All right. You could be doing a better out there. Syringanetworks.net. That's how you get started. S-Y-R-I-N-G-A. Syringanetworks.net. Or simply call 385-420-7881. 385-420-7881. Syringa Networks. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you, guys. All right. We're uh, talking to our friend Hode uh, Rabino coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Time to chat with Max Tooley. Give us a story or two about your mission. Something that was unique about my mission was I was assigned to speak Mandarin on my mission. So, yeah, it was quite the, you know, the tall order. Got to serve in different areas where, uh, you know, where specific, you know, Chinese students would be. I loved my mission. That Mandarin's going to serve you well down the line for sure. (laughs) Yeah. About that. We appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, Max, why I know a little Mandarin. Look at you. You just Googled that. No, I did not. I know Waini means I love you. You just told Max Tooley I love you? Yeah, well, yeah, now that I think about it, I did. That's a little awkward. He said it back, though. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.